Hi everyone, and welcome to Dungeon Times, a podcast with friends. I'm Justin Voril, and I'll be your dungeon master for this Dungeons & Dragons podcast. This is our first episode, so bear with us while we figure out how to do this whole audio thing. Adam's definitely the veteran out of all of us here, but five people at a table is kind of hard to do. We're going to try playing one night a week, but the podcast edit might be a bi-weekly thing at best, so if our narrative and personal charms really grip you, you're just going to have to wait. Anyways, I hope you enjoy, and I'll see you somewhere. Not here, though, because this is the internet. Bye. Just making noises into the mic. She <laughs> bumped it a little bit. <laughs> okay, welcome to Dungeon Times, Greasy Crimes, a podcast about Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's mind is blown by the name of this podcast. Name change in the last fifteen minutes. Yeah, I'm really bad about that, you With guys. No consult of the group. We'll see. Um, so Is anybody I, really surprised though? That was Justin's favorite. It was. It was one of my favorites. But anyways, um, I think I think we should get started by having everybody introduce their character. Tell us your names, a little bit of the backstory. You don't have to have the other players know the backstory, but I want the podcast to know the backstory. Okay. And we're introducing ourselves out of character, and then we'll be in character once the game starts. Correct. Okay. And then also... Um, there's like a whole thing about having the players somehow meet each other for the first time, but screw that. You just know each other, because it's going to make it a lot easier for me. And you're all on a prison ship, and you've had like five days in close quarters to like get a real buddy-buddy. So does our backstory include how we ended up on that prison ship? Yeah. Okay. What? So a little bit of backstory for your backstory. You're getting sent to an island basically an Alcatraz or like an escape from LA situation where the whole island is populated and the prisoners are pretty much left to do as they please. It's been up and running long enough for a town to have been developed. There is actually like an economy of sorts, mostly a barter economy, um, enough food that grows naturally on the island to sustain. And then if they ever need supplies for the guards that live on the island, they just ship them in with the prisoners. So in addition to your being brought to the island, there are some goods and supplies for the guards to use. Um, the stories you've heard about the island, called Prosperity Island, are not great. The, pris- uh, the guards, rather, have been known to, while not outright murder the prisoners for sport, it's not like a, the most dangerous game situation. They're just not very good people. They're not happy to be on the island. So it is Escape from LA. It is Escape from LA. Except, were there... There's, e- no, there's no guards in Escape from LA. Yeah, you should lean closer to the microphone. There's no guards in Escape from LA. There aren't. There's only Snake Pliskin. <laughs> Are any of you Snake Pliskin? Maybe. What was the what was the name of the like r- the like ruler though that the president's daughter ran away with? That was like Che Guevara, but it wasn't Che Guevara. Oh God, I don't know. I don't he was dreamy though. Do we have a map with us? 
Uh, no, you do not have a map right now. Okay, you so... You do not know the layout of this island. Well, right, and, I'm, like, a world map do we have? Um, so... I have a world map, but I don't have it with me, but just for your reference, you're on the east side of the continent, kind of central east, and you left from a town called East Haven, which is a very large port town, kind of like on the edge of a gulf. So when we deliver our backstories, we can be vague about our places of origin if we don't remember them. Sure. Because <laughs> I will. What? I remember where I was on the map, but I failed to write it down. I did not know there was a map. There's a map. It's a very good map. <laughs> I made the map. It's a beautiful map. It'll be uploaded somewhere, and you all will be able to see it right now, even though we can't. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Should we introduce ourselves yeah, too? Who wants to start? Should we introduce our person, our yeah, yeah. actual self? We'll say our real name, we'll okay. say our character name, and some fun facts about us. Um, my real name is Adam Graff, but in this game, my name is Brangelo Bream. I am a half elf, and I'm also a druid. Um, I uh, come from a forest out west. I was raised by a single human mother, and uh, I was cautioned against contact with elves and magic throughout my childhood. Uh, my mother disappeared when I was an adolescent, and I started running with whoever would accept me at the time, um, which was uh, some criminals mostly. Um, I, was, I was sleeping in trees. I was cultivating various magical narcotics um, in order to just kind of get by, um, including one called Beast Root, which allows for sort of split-second animal transformations. Um, and uh, in doing so, I eventually fell in with a circle of druids who were all affiliated with the Circle of Dreams. And they took me in as one of their own, and I began training with them. Um, I had already kind of gotten a taste for beast transformation through my through my root eating habits, um, but they they trained me in full. I fell in love with an older member of the group uh, by the name of Brianna Briarly, and uh, <laughs> she left uh, on an interplanar quest years ago. She's not in this realm anymore. Um, I presume her dead. Um, but uh, I have, I've departed my home forest. I've been um, uh, breeding uh, astral mushrooms to try to project into other planes, but I sort of like did a lot of them and they didn't work very well. So I've sort of given up on that uh, and I've just been selling them along with the beast root and some other smuggled things uh, throughout the land. And I was recently caught uh, peddling love potions to some aristocratic youths um, and uh, I was taken in for that along with a fairly large growing operation. Uh, Adam, I have a question. Yes. Is this Adam, why don't you tell us a little bit more about your miniature decision here? Um, well, I reached straight into the miniatures with my hand, <laughs> um, and I pulled out straight in what appears to be a farmer who is part of an angry mob wielding a pitchfork and a torch, um, and I would say this miniature shares approximately zero similarities with my uh, character, but he's who I'm going with to represent me on the board. You could say that you're like representative of the common folk and that you manifest it yeah. through the figure. Um, yeah. Okay, we'll, we'll go with that. It's total bullshit. The angry mob. 
Yeah, I am the personification of an angry mob, except really, I'm more of just like a drug dealer. <laughs> Fiona, Who's next? Oh my God. <laughs> drugs. It's, it's because if you if you if you has drugs. A freaking narco. <laughs> if you if you OD, you get stuck like half animal, um, sometimes in a horrible kind of a way. Um, all right, hi, I'm Fiona Kine. And I am playing Anton Khalifa, who is a Tarami, which is a variety of human, a warlock. And he, is, he hails from uh, right outside of the Pelegrin Marsh. I write things down. Um, and he was raised by his grandmother, Oja, who was a weaver. And um, he was not orphaned. I mean, he has a granny. So um, he very much dearly loves his granny. And um, growing up, they didn't have, his grandmother was pretty prominent in the village. Um, you know, humans are everywhere. So he grew up with a nice close-knit community. Um, but when things got tough, it was up to him to go and scavenge for things to sell. And, you know, being a rambunctious young lad, uh, living right along the coast, there was a lot of shipwrecks and things that would just sort of wash up by his house. And so he started to get into the habit of selling things that he had found just sort of on long walks, you know, when you're young and have lots of hormones and you don't want to be in your one-room house with your grandmother. You go jacket on a shipwreck somewhere. <laughs> You gotta find some ambiance. <laughs> uh, and so one day there is a huge storm and there was a merchant ship that capsized and it was very tragic. Everyone died, but it really felt like some sort of omen for Anton because he found on one of his long walks a beautiful diamond necklace. And, you know, you're... 16 or 17 years old you don't know girls so uh, when he tried to go and sell it in the town uh, one of the people like one of the merchants yep that's a word <laughs> one of the merchants recognized um that this wasn't just you know trash that you find on the uh he, he didn't dig this one up uh, this was actually an, an heirloom piece from that merchant's family. And so um, Anton was accused of stealing and murdering this oh, poor dunk. merchant. I know. What an innocent character. This is just like the in beginning the of Holes, you guys. Yeah. This is like Les Miserables right up in here. That gives you a taste of the different caliber of media intake that is around this table. <laughs> I'm Team Shia. Well, um, and then Sam Witwicky showed up. <laughs> uh, no, um, I don't know if I want them to know about this other part. Because you don't like you don't want them to think that you're not hard. No, I'm. Like, like, I'm like not you hard. Fucked a guy up. Right? I. I didn't. Wink. No. Well, yeah. Wink. I'm just a small, soft boy. I think you can just tell us, and we'll just play ignorant. Okay. So. Um, Sam's covering his ears. 
I'm going off. So to make matters worse, you know, Anton has been accused and tried and found guilty of stealing. And he goes back. I love it so much. He goes back to his granny, Oja, and is like, I'm sorry, granny. I have to go. That night, he is um, he is transported from a dream. He's contacted by a very indignant Yugoloth named Karen, aka Karen, who. Anna, what does the word Yugoloth mean? You're a fiend. You're a type of fiend. Hell is very real in D&D, and it's a place you can go, and um, Yugoloths are a type of fiend, and uh, Karen is an ultraloth, so he's lord of the Yugoloths, and uh, he has a bone to pick because he was really hoping to get that sweet diamond necklace from the merchant who had died as... um, in exchange for passage into the underworld because what merchant is going to heaven? (laughs) And instead of getting this very sweet necklace that he can just put in his pile of of diamond necklaces in his castle for whatever whatever it is he's saving for a new Toyota Prius 2018, um, he's very upset and in order and feels that um, Anton has stolen his wages and so he gives Anton who you know was a good person but had no um, had no magical means about him uh, they create a pact and Anton has to pay off the debt or Oja is going to become a soul that Karen basically turns into a worm so many zags. Spicy, yeah. yeah. So he's I I am unsure if he's going to be able to get that to happen, but he's basically a demon's errand boy. <laughs> and we only know the part up till he got in trouble for stealing the necklace. Yeah. Do we know that he didn't actually or did he tell us that he stole it? Because he's going to an island full of murderers. <laughs> Um, this is his first time, like, being away from home, so he's trying to... He's visibly very sweaty. Yeah. Okay. He's not, like, a grown man. Okay. A boy. freshly, freshly grown. <clears throat> Through the tunnel-esque. So, yeah. so far, we got Brangelo, drug dealer. We got Anton, <laughs> message, Aaron boy for demon. Mm-hmm. Um, who's next? Uh, let's go with Sam. Hello, my name is Sam Govier, and my character's name is Marcus Lasirius. Um, Marcus is a tiefling ranger, and I don't have a terribly long backstory. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, Marcus didn't know his parents. He was an orphan who grew up in the mountains of Dreadmoor. Being a tiefling, he wasn't really accepted by society, but he knew that, and he wanted to do good by the humans that gave him a chance at a life. And so he became a ranger and joined the State Rangers Guild. This guild that he joined would hunt orcs and take them down because of 
whatever reasons that the state had to get rid of orcs that aren't racist ones, Sam. Well, they weren't always that well defined, to be perfectly honest. And one day, when he was with his gu- his guild, his rangers guild, um, the humans that he was with got particularly crazy and decided to burn an entire orc village. Everybody in the village died, and Marcus got very upset. The women and children. The women and children. <laughs> and so he went on a rampage and killed all of them. All the rangers? All the rangers. Oh, I'm so into this. So, obviously, after killing all of his ranger buddies, he was tried and sent to prison in prison land. And where is, what is this place? Is there a name for this place? Yeah, it's called, um, oh shit, what Prosperity Island? Yeah, Prosperity Island. Azkaban. Prosperity Island. And um, he's currently rethinking his desire to uh, try and be, try and do good by the humans. But he, he, yeah, he's 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 okay with killing orcs still. Don't don't get don't get confused. He likes killing all sorts of things, but you kill everything equally, right? Yeah, I'm very good at killing orcs, but and like with an even temper, you don't just go off handle no. and murder. You do it on a nice even keel. So your favorite enemies are orcs and humans. Humans, yes. Okay. <clears throat> Those are your highest kill count. So. Precious. I have a list of the people I've killed. You're <laughs> and dear to your heart. <laughs> yes, so that's Marcus. All right, I guess I'll go. Um, my name's Emily Eckloff, and I am playing um, a halfling rogue whose name is Paulette Darkshore. And after uh, hearing, Sam, what was your character's name? Marcus? Marcus Lysirius. Yeah, she's got a little bit of a crush on Marcus, because he's a real murdery. <laughs> and um, unlike everyone else who's kind of complicated, Paulette is like a dirty, dirty crime person. Um, halflings are normally... Straight, straight yeah, crimes. she's a nightmare. Um, halflings are normally like super good people and really hospitable, and they think the best of everybody. And Paulette's like like middle-aged to elderly she's like 150 for a halfling but she's like exceptionally tiny and she still kind of looks like a little kid and she just fully uses that constantly so like y'all think she's like eight maybe you're very you don't know Can't put so your you're saying this it. party has two little children <clears throat> you think so but i'm actually an old lady um she's just a, a young, grown boy a young green um so Paulette was raised in like a halfling village. Again, I didn't see the map, so you can call it whatever you want. What's like an adorable village name? Twiddletown. She was raised in Twiddletown. Um, well, in the continent, there is uh, Brickleshire. Ooh, that's <laughs> literally <laughs> perfect. Brickleshire? Yeah. It's as ridiculous. Yeah, and I'll be uploading the map later so you can see where that is, but it's more or less in the center, the central area of the continent where there are a lot of plains. So. What, what matters most is that it's like adorably wholesome. Oh, yeah. No, it's straight up just a fucking shire ripoff yep so yep it's something shire Brickleshire. so she was raised there um and like her family was kind of poor and she didn't understand why if everyone was so nice her family had to be poor so she started like stealing stuff and no one ever suspected her because halflings never suspect anybody of anything and she got real real good at it um, and then eventually people kind of started to figure it out and she started stealing like a lot more stuff, like a lot worse crimes, like 
somebody like pissed her off she might like let their livestock go or like do some other stuff and like yeah she beat up some people she's not like a great gal um so she left um her home and kind of realized that her grift of looking like a small adorable child was like even better outside of a village full of people who looked like that um and she pretty quickly um got recognized by some rogue guilds particularly assassin guilds um because she kind of got the drop on some people um so she she worked for them for a really long time and then on her last uh kind of mission before she was arrested um she was sent to kill this really wealthy head um and it was like an order that came down from like the like a head of something right <laughs> did a bad <laughs> disembodied we know a literal head it's it's D &D. It could be anything i didn't get it until sam looked at me weird um like like a head of a town like some figurehead like a floating head like yeah. a head of iceberg lettuce um <laughs> But it was a command that came down from like pretty high up in the guild and she got there and she was like about to do the murder and she realized that he had like a lot of money like a lot more money than the guild had ever promised her and so she poisoned his wine but she hung around and waited for him to drink it and then kind of came out of the corner with the antidote and told him that she'd give it to him but he would have to pay for it and um yeah, the Assassin's Guild found out, and they were, like, real pissed. They were very, very upset at her for, one, not doing the murder, and, two, for kind of, like, stealing from them, because I think they were going to get that kizash after he was dead. Um, so she kind of got freaked out and went into a small town and kind of did some very obvious petty thievery to sort of get arrested so that she could sort of hold up in a jail for a while and kind of figure something out, kind of lay low. Uh, but it turns out the petty thievery that she did was not so petty and not so unnoticeable. Um, she actually stole some shit from, like, a princess or something. She got in a lot of trouble, so hence why she's uh, on this ship to nowhere right now. You would say she had a bit of a reputation, like, maybe got arrested for some petty theft, but then they go, oh, shit. Oh, yeah, they also, like, found all of her warrants for all of the murders. Yeah, um, like, very, we know you. A very important thing about Paulette Darkshore, which is the name she's currently going by, this is her third name. Uh, she was also known as Polly D and Polly Shore. God damn it. Because, yeah, of course she was. Damn it to hell. You're all welcome. Um, so she's she's not telling you guys the whole truth. You know she's kind of a thievery person, but she hasn't let slip that she's an assassin because she's now going to a whole island of people who really shouldn't find out who she is or why she's in trouble with the very high-up Assassin's Guild. And uh, did you divulge that information to your now prison mates, ship prison mates? They know that I'm kind of a ne'er-do-well, but they don't know that I double-crossed the guild. Okay, fair. Probably for the best, if you're trying to, like, look out for number one. I don't know these chumps. Yeah. I mean, I don't know these chumps. Oh, my God, character voices. Get ready. Are I we don't even in know. character now? Are you so to go? Uh, not yet. I'm here for it. Are you? Is this for real? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, so like I mentioned before, you're all on a ship inside of a small cell. It's very cramped. You've gotten to know each we're other. On we're on a ship. You're on a ship, yeah. Um, it's going somewhere. You're not entirely sure where and it's been five days but it really feels like it's been a lot longer than that it's been a terrible ride um you've noticed some of the other passengers have actually uh 
died because they've gotten sick, weren't really taken care of very well. But you've heard that that is sort of par for the course for this sort of thing. Um, when you arrive, so you arrive on the island, they open up the hatch or whatever a ship has. It's not a submarine, it doesn't have a hatch, but they let you out of the cage. Um, they don't really bother, like, kind of chaining you up or tying you up or anything because it's just kind of understood that there's nowhere for you to go at this point. Um, they lead you down a ramp to get off the ship, and you're in a single file line. As you get off of the ship, there's a single guard sort of with a checkbook kind of just taking down names to make sure that everyone and everything's accounted for. Um, you see supplies being taken off the ship just a little further down the beach from the front of the ship. Um... I guess at this point you're sort of free to roam about and just kind of like do whatever you like there are you can see where there are other prisoners from the ship walking up a path to which you know now is like where the town is the shanty town that they've put together um otherwise you're kind of like free to do what you like what is the first thing that you do when you get off the ship paulette absolutely starts going for the supplies and looks for shit to steal roll okay roll a d20 oh roll a perception check perception yeah that'll be uh where do i see my perception modifier it's down there on your skills like perception is whiz d20 plus whiz oh, thank you adam it is an eight. You see a lot of stuff. You don't know what that stuff is, but okay. you might like to get into that stuff. Um, I walk up to Polly and I say, you there. Um, my name is Paulette to you. Bucko. Right. Y you there. What? Did you, did you perchance steal off with my string of pearls? Mister, I didn't do anything. Turn out your pockets. Who? Were you my dad? No. I, the, y you should know if you took them. They're very cursed. Oh, I should also mention now that you have all of your belongings except for weapons. You have no weapons. Um, you saw that when you got on the ship, they took your weapons and put them in a chest. So they're, they're super duper cursed, and do with that information what you will. But if something bad happens, and then I put my hands up like I'm washing my hands of the situation. I'm sorry, are we talking about pearls over here? In walks, um, Marcus. Oh, hey, Marcus. <laughs> How's it going, guys? <laughs> what, what's, what's I don't know. know. <laughs> Got a load of this Paulette, island, huh? Paulette is definitely sorry. trying to sidestep I away from this think conversation. That, Paulette, I think that you were trying to do something over here. Okay, I want everyone... Look, to roll a d20 for a perception check as you just sort of side-eye the uh, hauling shipments. I got a 15. Got well, a... Not, not you, Paula. You don't oh, count. I, I already did this. 18. 18. Okay. Both um, Anton and Marcus, you see um, and recognize what is the chest that they put all of your weapons in. Oh. Um, you see, more importantly, that they're just kind of like loading things off of the beach. And the guards here, I guess they just sort of disappeared. They decided it's time for a smoke break, so they left it somewhat unguarded. And I'd say it's about, like, maybe 60, 70 yards away from where you are now. So, Paula, what are you trying to get to? Anything valuable, really. Hmm. Well, 
I believe that there's something that is valuable over there. You don't in say. In the box. It looks like maybe our weapons are over there. Like like all of our weapons? I don't know. Probably mine. So. Okay, Paulette's like walking over. As you approach the chest, a couple of ne'er-do-wells, even more ne'er-do-welly than yourselves, approach it. And they pick it up and start taking it away off of the beach. They do not look like they're part of the guard. Um, they look like a couple of chumps, to be completely honest. Um, ex- 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 excuse me? Ex- excuse me? S- sirs? Ma- ma'am? Ma'am? Ex- excuse, excuse me. Um, do, do what, you... What, what, what do you want? D- ma'am? That isn't... Excuse me. I happen to have a very important thing in that chest, and I know that you are ne'er-do-wells. My grandmother told me. Yeah, well, unless your granny's here on the island, friend, I, uh... I really don't think that uh, those sorts of rules apply, and they just kind of, they kind of just hunker up and keep walking away with the chest. Not like alarmingly fast because they're like weak and lame, but you know, they're taking it. They're not listening. I'm going to attempt to cast a thunder wave, see if I can knock them off their feet. How big is the chest Um, It's, what's like? Like weight wise, I'm asking. um, Let's say it's like 80, 80 to 90 pounds and just kind of like big. So, you cast Thunder Wave at them? I'm going to try to knock them off their feet, yeah. Okay, describe to me Thunder Wave real quick. Um, so, Thunder Wave, um, it uh, affects a 15-foot cube. Um, if um, it, uh, it, barring a constitution save by my targets, mm-hmm. um, it'll do 2d8 thunder damage and push um, everything in my radius, like, 10 feet back. Okay. Uh, so, what is your spell uh, save DC? That would be eight plus your ability modifier plus your um, plus your proficiency. Plus two plus is fourteen. Okay, so I'm gonna make Constitution saves for both of them against that. They both are very surprised. Um, like they hadn't even ever seen magic before like a couple of idiots uh they drop the chest just in shock ah thunder wave shock (laughs) and then are just kind of like taken aback and how much damage do they take um they take it says half as much of 2d8 so i don't know whether that's 1d8 or 2d8 divided by two you should roll 2d8 and divide that by two okay follow the rules adam they take three damage Baby thunder wave. Okay. Um, I dash, and oh, I guess it's not really my turn. So they drop the chest, and they go, what the hell was that? Uh, come on, R- R- Randall. Let's get these chumps. And roll for initiative. Whoever wants to partake in the fight. Um, As of right now, it's only... Uh, Paulette is absolutely hiding behind the trunk. Okay. On the lock side, uh, I would like to point out. Uh, roll to hide, because you're like in open cover just on a beach. What is that? It's your... Hide skill plus a d20. Is that my hide skill stealth? Yeah, stealth rather. Okay, yeah. Paulette got a 26. Okay, you fucking somehow like hid in broad daylight like on a, a beach. Crab. <laughs> Just, well, yeah. I figured, so they get hit. <laughs> they get hit by the thunder wave. They drop the chest and then they're like rushing. Oh, yeah. They're not even paying attention to anything except uh, this guy. Barangelo. Um, yeah, Barangelo. <laughs> yeah. I Just magicked them. Yeah, so I'm hiding behind the trunk and I'm picking, I'm starting to pick the lock. 
Okay, it's not locked, but... Oh, perfect. Then I'm just opening it. Okay. I'm kind of bummed that it's not locked. So who all wants to fight? Let's fight. Uh, Barangelo's rolling initiative. Eleven. What do I roll for initiative? Uh, you roll a d20, and then you add your initiative modifier, which is just your dexterity. Oh. Oh. In that case... Fourteen. <laughs> Do you require assistance, S sir? Uh, come on over. Let's 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 get our things. I've I've felled these criminals <laughs> with my wave know. of thunder. <laughs> what about you, big talker? I'm rolling. Are you too cool for our little heist? Twenty-two. Okay, Sam with the big numbers. You got 14 too? Okay, what is your dexterity modifier? Uh, plus one. Plus one, okay, so you go after Adam. Oh wait, sorry, 13, well, I got a 12. 12 plus one is 13. Okay, cool, that's fine. And then Emily is opening up the chest. Um, so you guys start initiative. You don't notice any of the guards like doing anything they see this happening, but they they don't get paid enough for this shit, man. They don't want to be on the island. This is like their These internship. Guards are sad. <laughs> They're very sad. You'll you'll come to find out. So, okay, Sam, what are you gonna do? Um, I have like nothing. I should set the stage actually. The stage. Should we have some bow music? Are we good? <laughs> Should we have some bow music at it? it out in post-production. <laughs> no play with my character voice because I sound like Urkel. Whoa. Yeah, wait. Yeah, Sam, why are you throwing so much shade on our character voice? I'm sorry. It's just like the way you guys were like, mm, it's funky, guys. I, was I like, have to Ugh. get mine higher. Yeah, it's true. Emily, I'm the little one. I'm not. Like, I'm a man grown. In the chest or something. <laughs> I'm a grown. I'm hidden. I'm a grown piece of man flesh. Okay, so align yourselves. Um, See, that's I me. Would, I would yeah. think I'm, I'm on Marcus. this side of the chest. Oh, yes. They're it's on in, this side. Yeah, and they're like in front of the, the stand. stand up. There's a lizard boy. I'm about to murder them. Accidentally. Sam, you don't have a bow. I don't have anything. Okay. Um, I don't really want to cast a spell though, because I don't have any spells that do damage. Well, so <laughs> even though you don't have any weapons, you can still punch people, and that's going to be a one d four plus your strength modifier. Can we assume too that they didn't have any weapons since they were trying to steal the weapons? Oh no, they have weapons. Oh fuck. Um, <laughs> I mean, fuck for you guys. Okay, I'm so getting looted right now. So for an attack roll, you roll a d twenty first. You have to roll to hit. Oh, actually, also tell me which one you're attacking. Um, you should move it towards him. I'm going to attack this boy. Okay, so you move into melee range of him. Mm -hmm. And you rolled a 19. That's a fucking good roll. So that's going to be 19, and I think you just add your strength and proficiency to that. So what is your strength modifier? Zero. Zero. So <laughs> you add two to it, so you've got a 21, which will definitely hit. Oh. So now that you've confirmed damage, you can roll the d4. Okay. <laughs> One. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Um, no, I, I hit just one. You, you get a glancing shot off of one of them, uh, the one with sideburns. He kind of goes like, eh. <laughs> oh. Okay, Adam. All right, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do another thunder wave. Okay. Why did I join you, 
children. Drug dealer and a literal boy. Um, so they do their saves first, yes? Um, yes. So I forget that was 14 last time it was. Uh, 8 plus your wisdom plus your proficiency. Yeah, yes. Yes. Okay. So this time they both save properly. No. Um, so they take half damage from Thunderwave, I think. Wait, they didn't save properly last time? No, they both failed their uh, saving roll last time, but this time they did succeed their saving roll. Oh, they should have taken more damage last time. That's oh. okay. Okay. Um. You might need that retcon later if this fight keeps going the way it's going. Um, I mean, if they take 10 this time, it'll equal out. Okay, so you rolled a 10? Yeah, I rolled a couple of fives. Okay. On my D8s. Last time I halved it, this time I did not have it, and I shouldn't have halved it last time. This is off to a riveting start. <laughs> and then Thunderwave, I think, if they succeed, they only take half damage, so that's five each. Yeah. I might be wrong, but we're going with it. All right. Um, they still look pretty beat up from that. They did not enjoy the Thunderwave on the beach. Um, all right. So f- I should start using names. Uh, Anton. Get him, Anton! I also say, take that, you scum. The girl from the side. <laughs> and I, when I cast it, I sort of clap my hands together. I'm like, yeah. Uh, that's, a, that's a good NPC one-liner. Yeah. Put, put, put those down. I'm, I'm warning you. Put, 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 put down the chest. They already did. It, it's on the ground. Okay, step away from the chest. <laughs> What are you, a cop? <coughs> oh, Thunderwave. <laughs> I don't want to hurt you, but I will. With the 17. What are you, what are you casting? Uh, Eldritch Blast. Oh, yeah. Uh, that hits. <laughs> cool. Can I borrow a d10? I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's a song. Three. Three damage. Uh, are you doing the one on the left of the chest or the one to the right of the chest? The one on the left of the chest. On the left of the chest? Okay. He's not looking too good. Um, he's like on his last thug. So, all right. The one on the left is going to... The one on the left is going to, like, after you hit him with Eldritch Blast, he backs up away from the chest and he just starts kind of booking it towards the town. So he removes himself from combat, and the one on the right is actually going to... He's going to step forward and hit Marcus, or attempt to hit Marcus. Uh, what is your armor class? 16. Okay, he hits. Wait, I'm not... Do I have armor? Oh, I do have armor. Yeah. No, yeah, he hits you for one. Oh. oh, yo, I don't know what my hit points are. Um, Sorry to bugger this narrative. Rogue. I'm a nightmare. Wait, can I cast? Can I cast a reactionary spell? Uh, your, hold on, we'll we'll get to wait, that. Uh, what's your reaction, Sam? Um, I'm going to cast hellish rebuke on this. <laughs> Jeez, you fucking hate Man. this. Guy. I don't know what that does, but it sounds intense. Uh, you point your finger, and the creature that damaged you is momentarily surrounded by hellish flames. <laughs> um, it's 2d10 fire on failed save. 
okay. Um, <laughs> Paulette's crush intensifies from behind the trust. Wow. So go ahead and tell me uh, the magic number <laughs> that I need 10. to beat. So is that also going to be a spell save? So it's eight plus your ability modifier plus your proficiency. <laughs> Everyone read all the books. I did. Oh, just set them on fire. What's your uh, casting ability? Is it charisma? Or, oh, no, or it's, wisdom? Um, it's charisma, I think. Okay. Yes, it's charisma. So what's your charisma modifier? Um, 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 three. Three? Okay, so um, 11 plus two will be 13. So that's what I'll have to roll to beat. And I think, is that, I, sh I need one of the books. While this is going on, Brangelo internally is like, these fools don't stand a chance. I'm I'm fronting with a big personality, even though I'm really more of a sensitive person. Oh, <laughs> Child. <laughs> I should hit for seven. Hit for seven? Did he run away or did she kill him? She he's so as he the Eldritch Blast actually hit for seven and he fucking died. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't he didn't run anywhere. Uh. <laughs> There's blood on the sand. Okay, so this dude attacked me, and I <laughs> cast Hellish Rebuke. Okay. Um, so the dude succeeded his dexterity save. Um, what does that mean? So that means... That means that I do t 2d10 divided by 2 fire damage. Okay, cool. Go ahead and roll. <laughs> Five. I do 3... Damage. Free damage, okay. He's fucking he's not happy about that. Yeah. He's also burning a little bit. Like being dealt two different types of magic pain in within a minute. Which is more than his entire lifetime. He's so, he's not feeling happy about that. Can Paulette like jump into this? Because she is definitely like equipped with weapons by now. Well it seems like maybe she's started to open the chest by this point as well. You can oh, join I'm in. I'm in there. Like I have my I have yeah I'm literally inside the chest the top is open okay uh you find you find two daggers amongst the pile of weapons are you sure I don't find my short bow well you find all your weapons yeah. just whatever you have written down for weapons you find it it's in there yeah I want to shoot him with my short bow um okay so I'm imagining you just like precariously standing atop a pile of armaments inside the chest short bow drawn <laughs> Okay, uh, roll, roll to shoot. Okay, do I have a sneak attack? A sneak attack with a bow. Uh, can I not do that with a ranged weapon? No, I think you can. Okay, so that means once per turn, I can deal an extra 1d6 damage. Yes, I also believe you have advantage on this roll too because you're hidden. So Okay. He doesn't so know you're there. Roll the d20? Yep. Roll it again and you take the higher of the two rolls. Do I add anything to it? You add... You add your dexterity modifier and your proficiency. Oh, then it's a 22. You, you hit the fucker. <laughs> okay, so a short bow is 1d6. And does that count as a surprise? Ah, shit! Does that count as a surprise round? No, it's not a surprise okay. round. because this is already you're, happened. You're like, you're like in a weird limbo outside of initiative. There's probably a right way to do it, but let's just... Okay, so 1d6? Yeah. To his enemy. And then one more d6, because it's a sneak attack. I hit him for seven. Okay, so, and you also actually add your dexterity to the first attack. So which is a five? Yeah, it's, you did. A, you, I hit him for twelve. 
I do the biggest, baddest hit with my tiny bow. You shoot him with my an arrow. My child body. You shoot him with an arrow, and it, like, hits him in the neck. You see, like, vocal cords coming out the back of him, and somehow it decapitates him. You decapitated a man with an arrow. So at this point, I just, like, pop up from the chest, and I, like, look at all of them, and I go, do you guys want your shit or what? I make for the chest. Okay. You all have weapons. Just like that. I'm a little bit shocked at this moment, so I'm just going to stand for a second. Yeah, where are you guys at, Repol, at? Do you think I'm a child? I mean, like, I just want my mentally. <laughs> I, I just want my pearls back from you, mostly. You don't know that I have them. So, yeah. So we got a weapon. Okay, I put my, I put my quarter staff in my bag. I put my darts in my pouch. And um, I hold my wand, because I always hold my wand. I know we don't care about this stuff, but just, like, for a fact, Paulette, like, jumps down from the chest and trots over and, like, pulls her arrow out of, like, the sinew of this guy's decapitated head just puts it back in her quiver. Yeah, it's perfectly usable. Your quiver's gonna get really gross, by the way, but... I'm into it. That's up to you. Okay, so after that, um... There's a, a big bloody mess on the sand, um guards pay no heed um everyone is still just sort of checking out of the boat making their way up to the kind of town um what do you guys want to do so uh hey gang let's say we pirate this ship right now um i have to do something really quick uh, what what are you talking about just hang out for a second please uh anton uh, okay all right anton mm. walks over to the body and quickly pulls out a dagger and carves a little boat into the body. Oh, cute, a little boat. Hey, uh, Anton, what you, what you doing over there? Oh, just uh, leaving my signature. Well, not my signature. Uh, it's it's just a fun thing. I mean, you know? I, I saw you incessantly <laughs> scribbling that on the wall of your bunk earlier, and I sort of wondered, you know, what 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 might be the deal with that. Oh well, um, I I I have a boss. Um, his his name is Karen, with a C, and uh, I I just have to let him know which bodies are mine and which are just everyone else's. All right, yeah. Uh, Paulette walks over. That's cute. I think I'm going to do one. Paulette then stomps back over to the body that she killed. <laughs> and I'm trying to think of what she's carving into it. Hold on. That's a pretty it, nice butterfly. It's not a stomp. It's a skip, and it is a butterfly. Anton's correct. Okay. <laughs> Marcus is going to go and collect his things from the chest. And uh, just continue to just watch what's going on. Brangela's going to walk over to Marcus and be like, hey, can you believe these two? Like, what's, what do, what do we get into here? You you and me, Marcus. What what do you think? I really don't know what to say. Here, hey, do you want, do you want some of this beast fruit? I open my jacket. Um, <laughs> no, thank you. It's real good. Um. No. Give it to you for two gold. Ooh. I don't have two gold. Um, sure <laughs> he definitely has two gold. But I don't have two gold. Roll, roll a deception Not check. Not for you. 
Oh, he said not for you at the end. Oh, okay. So he's not lying anymore. <laughs> so that's that's a true fact, not a not a lie. Um, okay. So you're gonna search the bodies or anything, or are you just gonna? Oh yeah, I'm them looting them. Okay. Uh, you find that they're just kind of like wearing tattered leather armor. That probably not better than what you've got. Um, <laughs> I wanna I wanna sorry. Or, uh, you find a couple of knives and you find a note. What's the note say? The note says. Um, all it says is, you guys owe me a couple of favors. If you screw this one up, you're out of the out of the group. I crumple it up and I toss it over my shoulder and I go, what a bunch of nerds. Paulette, what, what? A bunch of nerds. What, what did that say? Just that, like, they fucked up their last chance to, like, run an errand for some dude, I think. Okay. Doesn't seem that interesting. Um, he didn't even sign it. I, I want to rummage through the chest to see if there's any other cool stuff in there from weird, others. The weird thing about that is you just find exactly what's on your character sheet. <laughs> like, collectively. And you're like, God, this is like weird, right? Huh. How about that? It's kind of like I've lost nothing whatsoever. Can yeah. I collect the chest and put it in my inventory? It's, 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 uh, Literally, I, was, I fit into it. <laughs> I don't think you can. I don't think you, you want to carry it. It will not fit in any of your sacks or bags, but you can carry it with you. <laughs> I'll leave it where it is. Okay. So now that we've done this plot device to like get you weapons, after it would make no sense for you to have weapons in prison. <laughs> um, what do you guys want to do? Someone's yeah. mentioned something about pirating. Yeah, you ship. guys want to pirate yeah. this okay. ship? Where yeah. do you? Hold on. Where do you want to go? Away What's your from this godforsaken oh, I don't prison know. Maybe island? Like not on the prison island, you idiot. Yeah, but aren't you a little bit interested? What, do you want to be in jail? Look, I got things to sell. I got stuff to sell. I got places to be. I got yeah, things to Yeah, you know, to people sell. to murder. I mean, There's people thieve. on the island. People to thieve. All right, you stay here. We can go pirate this ship. What do you say? Uh, what do you say, Anton? Well... You're all very quick to anger. <laughs> What's to say you won't be turning that thunder wave on me soon? All right, Paulette, let's say we ditch the nerd squad. Like, how powerful are you? Do you want to see? No. <laughs> God, all that right. sounded gross. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Let's go take the ship. Uh, all right, um, I I start heading for the ship with Paulette. Uh, just the two of you? Apparently. They, okay, so I want to come. I want to do something. Okay, what do you want to do? <laughs> I want to cast minor illusion. Okay, uh, what are you gonna make an illusion of? Um, I want to make a. Um, oh no, I'm too far away. I can't. What were you gonna do? Um, I was going to make an illusion of someone yelling like "Time to leave!" <laughs> the boat. <laughs> Uncreative child mind. The classic captain call sign of this yeah. boat's leaving. Time uh, to go. Heave ho! <laughs> 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 uh, heave ho! <laughs> Well, I wish that you had did, had done that, but it didn't happen. So, okay, Paulette and um, Brangelo. Brangelo, you're walking towards the ship. 
there is still the usual activity. Uh, there seem to be no more prisoners left on the ship, but the guards are still pacing back and forth. How many guards? Uh, you see, outside of the ship, there are about eight or nine. Like, around the perimeter, or like by the place we need to go on? Pretty much the only way to get on the ship. Um, this is looking a little too rich for my blood, Brangelo. Well, I mean, if we if we sever the anchor from the ship, we could probably pirate this thing with two people, like Jack Sparrow style. One of the guards approaches you and says, "Hey, Scram! Don't don't stay around here too long." Uh, understood, sir. <laughs> and he kind of whisks you away, and you hear him like mutter under his breath, like, "Oh, fucking animals." Um, at, at this stage, I'm going to attempt a transformation. He, uh, I would like to, the, that guard now discovers that he has, um, a length of pearls wrapped twice, twice around his wrist. Uh, roll a sleight of hand check for that to happen. Um, is it plus my sleight of hand plus my proficiency? Just plus your, uh, sleight of hand. It's a 20. He goes, oh, these look pretty cool. And he walks off. I mutter to Brangelo, I said, those better be cursed. <laughs> good work. Um, he goes off and shows off his buddies, his new fashion accessory. Um, I'm going to try to transform into a shark. <laughs> <laughs> Us- using what? Um, uh, wild shape. You, okay. I didn't... Okay. All right. Um, are you in the water when you do this? I am sort of leaping into the water <laughs> and attempting transformation as I leap. Okay. Um, you do that. <laughs> I need to look up what a shark can do. Oh my god. I just imagine you jumping in and just being like, damn it. Are those pearls actually cursed or did I just waste some money? I would like to believe that they are cursed, but I feel like it's ultimately up to Justin what happens with these allegedly cursed pearls. Okay. When I see... uh, Brangelo turn into a shark and start flipping he's, towards... He's attempting. Okay, when I see him attempt to change into a shark, I cast Earthbind. Okay, what's that do? Uh, so I choose anyone that I can see within range, which is 300 feet. Um, yellow strips of magical energy loop around the creature, and they must succeed a strength saving throw, or um, their speed is reduced to zero. <laughs> Wait, is he? Oh, sorry, it's flying sing. speed. <laughs> okay, but you're like more or less earth rooting him. Yeah. To the, to the shore. Okay. So, Adam. It does say flying. I mean, he's in the air. So, Adam, you jump into the air. You turn into a shark, but you feel something holding you back. Um, roll a strength save, and you have disadvantage. So, you roll 2d20s, and you take the lower of the two. Should I roll for it? It's against your spellcasting modifier, I think. Um, 12 minus 1 for strength so 11 11 um so 19 charisma so 3 plus 2 proficiency plus 8 yeah so 13 i think yeah yeah okay uh so barangelo you're a shark and you're tied up on the beach (laughs) (laughs) i'm wriggling i'm like (laughs) you're stuck Um, Paulette loves this shit. The guards kind of, they see this, and they just sort of lean back. One of them's eating a sandwich. Yeah. (laughs) The other one's kind of, like, 
just laughing at you, you know. It's Paul all very amusing. Paul out walks back to the group. I'm still wriggling. <laughs> okay. Uh, eventually the spell ends and... Um, so roll a constitution save because you're not underwater. Yep. <laughs> Change back! <laughs> Unless you want to unshapeshift. Um, I mean, I'm going to... I'm I'm trying with all my might to unshapeshift. I'm not sure if that's also successful. No, you can just do it. Okay. Shapeshift at will. I shapeshift back to human, but I'm still wriggling. <laughs> you're covered in roots and sand and dirt, <laughs> and you're just lying on the beach. Um, as this is happening, the guard contingent, some of the guards stay behind on the shore. Um, you assume that they're kind of like changing shift, and they pull up the gate of the ship, and there's no more easy way to get on the ship. It hasn't left yet. Like, like it's still there and it's still anchored, but... The gangplank is gone. Yeah, the gangplank is gone. The door to, on the side of the hull is drawn up and... Yeah. So I'm back over by Marcus and Anton, and I say, all right, what was your plan? What do you want to do? I mean, I don't have a plan. I'm going to jail. We're already in jail. You're, you're in jail island. S- Super jail. I start like crawling towards them, like spitting out sand and stuff. You shouldn't have tried to abandon us. You jackanapes. <laughs> you foiled my exit strategy. I'm through with this group. I'm going off on my own. And I, I continue crawling past them like further into the island we i'm gonna follow uh brangelo okay to make sure he doesn't make a fool of himself once again so you're very slowly following the crawling man up the path towards the village the shanty town so is paulette okay as you make your way to the shanty town you start to notice like just kind of what you're surprised to see as ordinary town commotion um you see people just sort of freely walking in and out of the town square. Um, to give a better description, the houses and buildings all look very roughly put, like they're in rough shape, just put together with used planks off of what you assume are like just destroyed ships or capsized ships. Um, there's actually quite a few merchants set up peddling their wares, either with tables or booths um you even see kind of sadly children running around um knowing that they probably wouldn't persecute a child they were just born on the island so prison babies that kind of thing so it's australia basically yeah basically um you notice that like of all the food that's like being cooked and sold a lot of it seems to be lizards which i guess like yeah just a, a big reptile population on the island um you don't really see any weapons for sale or anything just kind of like weird trinkets that probably somehow made their way on the island um they do have a gold economy despite being pretty isolated but it finds its way there um i guess do any of you want to do anything in particular um oh also i guess one thing that you do notice is there's a man going around to what seems like just anyone he can and asking if they've seen his wife I'm I'm gonna do a perception check to see if I can like figure out who the the people might have been that those two lackeys were working for. Are you gonna 
So are you going to go talk to like just some commoners? Or? I'm just kind of like looking around, trying to see if there's anybody who looks like they have more than the average person. They oh. kind of walk in with some clout. So Anybody standing out in the crowd? Go ahead and roll for that. So 15 plus 2, 17. Okay. Um, you don't see... What's striking to you is that you don't see a lot. Like, mostly everyone has no weapons. Like, they're not carrying any swords or bows or anything like that. They're just even wearing cloth, just shirts and pants, no armor. Um, so when you notice that, you do see the contrast when a... A couple of uh, people do walk by with studded leather armor and some armaments. They're certainly not guards because they don't have the guard wear, and they're just kind of, they kind of walk around like they're king shit, you know, like they own the place. What race are they? One of them is a half orc. The other is just human. Okay. Both male. Of course. Ugh. Sounds like my kind of prey. What? <laughs> I didn't actually say that. Um, I'm going to blow like 20, 30 gold on some grilled lizards. Okay, you get... Okay, so let's let's do this interaction. You walk up to the grilled lizard table. Hello. Oh, hello. You're a new face around here. Yeah, you don't say. Uh... You don't eat sand. <laughs> That's terrible. Wasn't by choice. Listen... Uh, how much for a grilled lizard? Oh, well, I would trade for cigarettes, but, you know, not everyone has those, so I... What about some of this? And I open up my jacket, and I got I got some, some beast roots, some mushrooms, some cursed jewelry. He sees the beast root, and he kind of, like, jumps back, like, Hey, put, put that away. Don't let anyone know... That Hastily you're... close my jacket. I'll give you, and he pulls out a drawer of lizard meat that's been under the D&D version of a heat lamp. I'll give you this whole bucket, this whole bucket of lizard meat for for five of your beast roots. That's a very good deal, mind you. I'll give you four. Mm, he pettily takes out a few of the lizards out of the lizard meat bucket. He's <laughs> like, all right, you drive a hard bargain. I slap the beast roots on the table. Okay. He quickly gets them off the table so that no one else sees this. I abscond with the bucket of lizard meat. <laughs> and I find a, a place by, like, the edge of a, a cottage or something to just, like, sit in the shade and start, like, shoveling lizard meat. As you... I'm very stressed. <laughs> as you leave, you hear a very disgruntled half-yell roar as you turn around to see that the man turned into a bear. And then back again very quickly, <laughs> and he looks exhausted by this ordeal, and you just hear him go, oh, that's some good shit. <laughs> that's so good. Wow. Um, how, how does the lizard meat taste? It's pretty good. Um, it's cooked well, and it's, like, it's certainly more than you can probably eat in one sitting, so it's a lot. You got like, pr- almost a whole bucket. All right. I'm, I'm bucket sitting, of meat. sitting there working on it. Okay. Is there anybody? Okay, this this is just a question, but is there anybody around that would know? Looks like they know, like would know something about the island perceive. that I can. Can I perceive that there's somebody that? Sure. Roll a roll perception. I guess you're just trying to like, or no, actually roll an insight. Uh, twenty. Yes. And then you add your insight. Seventeen. If you have any insight, which was probably wisdom. Twenty. Twenty. Okay. Um, you do see a lot of people, but among those people, you notice um. 
like a quiet elderly woman um just sort of sitting with her cane who is also just sort of watching the people she sits down she's sitting down at a table hello miss hello you're new here aren't you i am i'm interested in how this island is laid out and you look like somebody who would know something about this place well i've been here for some time i don't uh I don't suppose that you owe me anything for this information. I'd be happy to show you around. Uh, thank you. Okay. Um, so she actually gets up, and if you would follow her... Yes. Okay, she's just kind of taking her around, showing you the parts of the town. Like, this is where all the merchandising happens in the center of town. Um, there's a sort of bar called Luces around the outskirts where a lot of, um, she says, gang members hang out. Um... She specifically says the name Golbert and his crew. <laughs> Golbert. So, um, tells you about Luces. Uh, the guards generally are free to like walk and just sort of use their oppressive power as necessary, though. They never really abuse the prisoners outright. They only just try to like barely maintain the calm. Um, and almost the entirety of the island save for the beach that you came up in the path is covered in a very dense jungle that is pretty dangerous uh she suggests that unless you're prepared don't go off wandering uh people have been known to disappear from time to time uh it's, guys it's the island from lost <laughs> i've never seen lost <laughs> so maybe i just like accidentally plagiarized the entire fucking plot of lost we'll see um also, any escape off of the island is very difficult. This is the only launch point from the island that's actually safe. It's just very, very rough waters on all sides of the island except this part where they dock. And there's just tons of shipwrecks on every side of the island where people either try to land or escape from the island. They just get um, shored up against the rocks and destroyed. So... I go back to the shore. <laughs> uh, you go back to the shore. I've kind of been uh, following Marcus around, eavesdropping on him and this old woman, who he so rudely did not ask the name of. Oh, yeah. she. That was more or less me not being able to come up with a name on the spot. Slagatha. She, she tells you. <laughs> Thanks, Brangelo. You old Slagatha. Her, her name is... Puelfo, <laughs> a human lady. <laughs> Thank you, Puelfo, um, for your wealth of information. Oh no! Um, she she grimaces a little <laughs> when you say that. Can I do a sleight of hand check to steal one of Adam uh, Brangelo's lizards? Sure. Yeah, find me first. I'm off. I'm off eating them in the shade of some someone's hut. It's twenty-two. Uh, do you want to make a? A perception check, Barangelo, to see if you defeat I that. Do. Hmm. Nope, wrong die. You want to roll the d20. Fuck. I mean, you should be glad you could reroll that because it was terrible. And that was a three. <laughs> you, you wish you had gotten more lizards for that uh, beast root, Barangelo, because you have a lot less than you think you did. Boy, I, I'm I, slightly disappointed by the amount of lizards. <laughs> I walk over to Marcus and I'm eating one of the the fried lizards and I hand one out to him, and I say, "You uh, you want to go see if we can figure out who these king shits are on the island?" The king shits. So I'm gonna say, um, you can't be both following Marcus and stealing lizards. 
um, if he's still- Oh, he's not, like, back? I thought he would be, like, back with the lady. Oh, no. Well, they're in different places, so um, if Marcus wants to tell... Um, okay, then I don't ask. I just hand him a lizard, and I say, where have you been? Uh, I was... But my lizards. Yeah, fuck you, Brangelo. <laughs> Walking around, trying to take a look, see what's going on on this island. Okay. So you're not going to tell Pauline... Paulette. Okay. Pa- Paulette. Oh my god. About, no respect. About, about the old lady whose about, name I can't remember. Weltho. <laughs> she, by the way, Paulotho at this point has left. She got tired of walking around. So. It does sound like that things are not as organized and well maintained as they could be. I did see two guys in. Why am I from like Jersey now <laughs> instead of like a child? Is that the Poly D coming out? It, my my <laughs> aliases are showing. Oh. Wait till I get to Poly Shore. <laughs> um, at this point, the man that you recognized earlier, who was going around and asking other people about his wife, approaches. Are, are all three of you together? Are you all back four at the beach. actually? Or did you actually go back to the beach? I mean, I was trying to be by myself, but if I'm agree. within if I'm within lizard stealing distance, I'm probably by the others sorry fiona okay uh, i ran back to the beach and i grabbed the litter okay and stuffed it in my pocket oh the letter the letter okay oh, litter. the litter yeah, because it was littered <laughs> uh. don't litter on these beaches the only rule of the prison no <laughs> <laughs> and then you head back with the group yeah okay uh so all four of you are kind of gathering gathered in the town and the man who was looking for his wife comes up to you, he's like have you seen have you seen her have, have you seen my wife Ro? she she went off and oh man want a lizard no i n- shake my head no thank you i oh god i just can't i couldn't even like my i have no appetite right now i'm just so nervous about her uh here try this i hand him an astral mushroom uh, he he pockets it for later. <laughs> he knows what he's getting into. What does she look like? Uh, she's very strong, half orc woman. Uh, she went off to like go just gather some some herbs, but I, I heard so many stories about people disappearing out in the woods, and I told her not to go, but she insisted. You know, it's like a barter economy. We got to have some sort of upper hand here, and uh, I just I don't know what to do. He, uh, he also has there's a dog with him like a black lab with very large ears. Um, it's intently listening to this sort of whole th- spiel. Like it understands. I, I t- Does someone have talking to dogs? I, 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 animals? I, I do. Um, so I'm going to try to... Can I pet your dog? Yeah, sure. I don't know where he came from. He just kind of like started following me around. Paulette today. loves dogs. I'm going to cast Speak with Animals, and I'm also going to offer the dog a lizard. The dog takes a lizard, and you cast Speak with Animals. This is like just an eating lizard game. <laughs> hey, hey, buddy. Hi. H- how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing pretty well. I'm, I'm trying to get to the bottom of uh, what I believe to be a terrible monster hiding in the woods. Oh, shit. Um, I, I, do you need help? Possibly, although I might be able to help you more than you can help me. Um, okay. You want to? You want? You want? We should travel together. I'll, uh, I got a lot of lizards. I need a relationship built on some trust, so it might take me a little bit of time, you know. But uh, if uh, you're willing to help this poor fella out, I think that I know the culprit. Ask him how he knows the poor fella. I mean, look, let's just look right now. 
Adam's just barking bow, 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 at a bow. dog that I'm playing with on the ground. <laughs> That's true. You don't know yeah. what he's saying. This is all happening while Paulette is rubbing his belly. Bow, bow, bow. <laughs> Just I'm just going like, puppy, 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 puppy. You like, like this poor fella. Think very much John H. Benjamin in Venture Bros when he's like Hades or the C- Cerberus dog. Um, Adam, have you has your character probably talked to dogs before? Yeah, probably. Roll an insight check. Mm. Nope, D twenty. Fourteen. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're not really sure why you think this or what it could mean, but this dog seems a lot more intelligent than other dogs you've talked to before. Mm. You're one smart puppy. Thank you. <laughs> I'm boy detective. Um, <laughs> good boy detective. Do you want to do you want to you show me into the woods where this uh, where this monster is? Yeah, I have a pretty good idea of where it is. All right, let's go. Okay. And hey, I turn, hey, why I turn, is the dog leaving? I turn to the rest of them and I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go hang out with this dog. Um, I'm not too fond of any of you right now. I'm so coming with the dog. You're free to follow me if you like. Where are you going? What? I'm gonna go do some druid stuff. And if you're cool enough, you can follow me. If you're not, you can stay here and lame around like a bunch of losers. Uh, how how big is the dog? Um, pretty. It's like a black lab. Paulette's trying to ride it. You probably could ride it. Um. How are you trying to ride it? Do you just jump on? I'm like petting its head, and I'm trying to like kind of <laughs> sneakily, like m- see if it's like chill with it as I try to mount it. He seems fine with it. Excellent. Doesn't really seem to be bothered. I feed him some more stolen lizard. He eats it. <laughs> he likes you a little bit more now. Plus one dog reputation. <laughs> I'm writing it down. Okay, so. The dog is leading you north, just outside of town, and almost immediately it just starts to get overgrown and just kind of like really dense. Um, The terrain becomes difficult to walk in. You're at about half your pace that you would normally be. Um, As you walk into the thicket, you hear the dog sort of just growling a little bit, and he abruptly stops. Hey, hey, what's up? It's close. It's nearby. What is? What are we? What are we looking for? The beast. Oh yeah. What? Okay. Um. He just sort of perks up and points in a direction just off to the left. Um. I point my eyes in said direction. You see, through the. Brush. Are they, oh wait. Sorry. Are are? Uh, I know that um, Paulette and I are with this dog. Are Anton and Marcus? Oh, it's with just us. it's just the two of you. Well, is it? We're asking that. We're asking. Yeah, what are you guys? Okay, so we'll, we'll shift back. So I have not invited you guys. I assume that I was not coming along. If I were, if I were, I would have said something before we hit the forest. I'm, so I'm not with them. Anton is definitely not cool enough to just go into the forest. Okay. Um, the dog says, I don't know if this is a good idea. This is, this is starting to feel like a trap, Brangelo. Can can we just hide and like see what's going on? I'm pretty used to like hanging out in the forest for long periods of time. We've come across it and its prey. It's not going to come out for us. That's what the dog says? Yeah. I throw a lizard in the general direction. <gasps> Nothing happens. Beast. Hold on. We've come across it and its prey? 
I throw another lizard. I throw a third lizard. You keep throwing. You're running out of lizards. <laughs> you're gonna be really hungry later, in which you had some lizards. Uh, hey, uh, Paulette, you look a little, look a little conflicted there. Are you sure this is a dog? Um, are you a dog? Yeah. Bar, 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 bar. I, I am a dog. Oh, great fucking detective skills there, Brangelo. You can't what? just, like, if it's... Well, you if didn't hear what he said. Only I could talk to him. He says he's a dog. We can take care of this, but we're going to need some help. Uh, just, like, more manpower? Yeah. Can I do a perception check in the woods? Sure. What are you looking for in particular? What the dog pointed at. Um, you see a clearing just beyond the thicket, and, um... I got a 13. Got a 13. That matters. Um, you just kind of see, like, a clearing, just sort of like a space to walk into. Looks kind of nice, actually. I don't trust it. Don't trust what, Paulette? That clearing over there. It looks nice. Uh, it's a little too nice. That's what Perhaps. I'm... Yeah. I throw a lizard in the clearing. <laughs> <laughs> the lizard's in the clearing. Man. The dog says... I think that's where it is. We can we can get him, but we need help. All right. Listen, Paulette. Uh, you seem you seem pretty down for adventure. I can't say the same about our other, shall we call them companions? Um, maybe you could persuade them into joining us. I don't. I'm not confident that I could do so because I don't like them. I don't. I don't want to talk to them. Can I keep riding the dog? Yeah. Okay, fine. Let's go find him. I'll stay here. You you bring him back. <laughs> That's a great idea. <laughs> I'll leave you in the woods to get eaten by this thing. Drawing I'm gonna I'm gonna take this opportunity to meditate while they're Okay. In the woods by yourself. I'm a druid. I'm a forest druid. This, this is what I do. I ride the dog back to where we left from, where I last saw Meanwhile, and Marcus. Marcus and um Anton. Anton, what are you up to? Uh, <laughs> I know what I'm doing. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, sir, anyone? Hello? <laughs> I'm very new here, and I don't know anything. <laughs> People kind of side-eye you and ignore you. Um, uh, a small boy in a Newsies hat comes up to you and is like, Can I help you? My mom always told me to be very nice to new people. What's your name? My name is Anton, and my granny taught me right, just like your mom. Wow. You know, I don't think that they really should have sent her here, but, you know, all people here aren't so bad. My my, my name is... Br- bro... <laughs> Brogan? Brol. Brol? Brol. Oh, Brol. It's very nice to meet your acquaintance. Make your acquaintance. Same. You wouldn't happen to know whose handwriting this is, would you? Oh. He, Show him the note. I, mm, he, he kind of looks at the ground a little uncomfortable after he sees the note. Yeah, that's, um, that's Golbert. Golbert wrote that. G- Golbert? Yeah, Golbert. Golbert the Goblin. He, uh, he kind of, you know, 
we're all afraid of the guards, but they at least have some sort of rules to follow. Golbert promises power to some certain people on the island, and they just kind of... They, they stole from my mom and me. They, they took our, our lizard buckets, you know, and we kind of like have nothing to eat now. That's horrible. Yeah, tell me about it. I love lizard buckets. Well, let me let me go talk to them. I don't I don't I don't think that's a very good idea. He uh you see Goldberg's a man of uh uh he's, he's very easy to agitate and if he finds out that you got this note and it wasn't meant for you, that could just be terrible. Well, it's still not right. It's not right what he's done to your family. It's not, but w- one day I'll get off this island, and until then, I just, I gotta find some more lizard meat. <laughs> Could that be the episode title? More lizard meat. More lizard meat. meat. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, th- thank you anyway, and it was nice to make your acquaintance. If, if you ever want anything, just flag me down, and I got, I have marbles. And some, some like uncooked rice. (laughs) Nice. I've been uh, walking around. Oh, sorry, bro. Uh, I've been walking around looking at the different merchant wares, kind of window shopping. Um, Specifically, I was looking at the trinkets shop. You come across one booth in particular run by a man in a hood. He notices you're noticing his wares and says, Hello, might I interest you in some of my pedalments? Uh, maybe. What have you got to sell? Well, most of these rare artifacts washed up, certainly from a legendary shipwreck of epic proportions. And he waves his arms over his table, in which you find a tiny little clock, waterlogged and ruined, a shoe. Um, There are a lot of seashells, which look anywhere from average to pretty cool. Um, Some corroded rings, um, like a tiny fish skeleton. um, A legendary shipwreck, you say? Of epic proportions, yes. Right. Well, um, this is all very interesting, but I'm a little bit more wondering about what maybe you have behind the table. Oh, I see you have an eye for the exotic. Yes. He bends down out of sight behind his table. Comes up naked. And <laughs> yes. He comes up with a harpoon gun. Whoa. That's, cool. That's some... This is something that I've held on to for a while. If uh, anyone were to find out that I have it, they would probably try to steal it from me. You're not trying to steal from me, are you? Oh, no, no, no. Of course not. Okay. I'm not the kind of person that would steal something. Oh, of course not. None of us here are. No. Certainly not. Um, so, is that your harpoon gun that well, you have there? It is. Would you like to make me an offer for this perfectly functioning beauty? That's just a straight-up ranged weapon? Yes. So that would be pretty good for me to have. With one harpoon in it. Oh. It's a, it's so it is a harpoon, and it's on, like, a line 
Mm -hmm. Oh, right, 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 right. Hmm. How good is this harpoon? <laughs> good enough to cost you 300 gold. Oh. How about... Demand went up. How about 100 gold? Sorry, buddy. Can't do. Hmm. 140? <laughs> Look. He puts the harpoon gun back down. If you think you could, uh you know, help me out here with the problem I'm having. Perhaps, I don't know how long you've been here, you're new to me, but this guy, Golbert, I really need him taken down a few notches. Okay. If you, if, if, if you do that for me, I might be able to, to come down on the price a little bit on this butte. What makes you have such a thing against Golbert? He, uh... He likes to think he owns the place, and a lot of people would agree that he does, but no, I think that this town could use a little better direction. What, from you? Mm, that's a start. Perhaps my own appointed cabinet of trustees to help design the future planning and expansion of the shanty town. Interesting. Well... The roads, the potholes need to be filled. Well, thank you for the offer. I'll have to take a look and let you know what I find. All right. Farewell. Bye. <laughs> Paulette is back into town at this point. Uh, the man that you talk to comes back up to you. He's like, D did you find her? No, this dog and my other friend are like a big wuss, and I need my other two. Okay, I'll just, I'll, I'm going to get to it, okay? Okay, all right. We're, oh, those guys over there? And he points at you, too. Yeah, yeah, those guys. <laughs> and I'm kind of like pulling on the dog's ears a little bit to get it to like turn. He, he kind of like goes... Rrr. I'm giving him a lot of lizard meat. He, he abides. <laughs> the dog abides. Paulette, you didn't die. No, man, I don't die. That's amazing. <laughs> wait, wait, where'd that other clown go? So this dog and Brangela are both big wusses. Also, I'm not sure this is a dog, but anyway, it won't let us go fight the big thing until we have more people. So are you guys in or what? Only if afterwards, if we survive, we have to go and do something, something else. What? What? We have to go take down. We have to go speak to Goldbert. Um, in the distance, you, uh, Paulette, you notice a little boy playing alone with his marbles, as, as a big jerk comes by and just kicks them away. And he goes, ha, 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 and walks, walks on, and Brol is crying. Do I notice? You do notice. See? You see what type of place this is? Do I, do I put together that it's the same people that I saw walking by earlier that I thought were in charge of stuff? You think so. He has a weapon at his side. Oh, yeah, that's fine. I wanted to do that anyway. Oh, okay. Cool. Marcus, what about you? Well, to be honest, I can't see much more for me to do here, and this town is kind of a shithole, so... Sure. Look, if, if you guys want to go talk to Gilbert, says the husband of the missing wife, uh, Roe was actually in with them, but we're trying to kind of usurp the power to just sort of make things less shitty around here, I guess? So if you find her, she would be an asset. So you tried to usurp the power and then she goes running off into the woods? What are you asking to get murdered on Murder Island? Well, she knew she 
had found some supplies of his that would oh. have helped. Oh, like out in the woods? Yes. Yeah, we'll be right back. Come on, guys. <laughs> At least she says she found supplies. Follow the dog. Come on. Very well. Okay, so the good, the very good boy goes <clears throat> and leads you back north out to where you see um, Adam's character. Berangelo. Berangelo, just chilling. Well, look who finally decided to show up. Are you, like, levitate meditating? Yeah. Let's say that whole ordeal probably took about two hours, so you got your spells back. And I've eaten all of the lizards. (laughs) Your lizard bucket is empty, and your belly is swell. 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 Um, I'm just just there. I'm in the zone, and I don't notice anyone coming up. I throw a rock at him. Ow. We're back. What in the... God damn hell is your problem. <laughs> I did I brought I brought both of them back and I'm on the come on, we gotta fight the guy. I guess that's something, but man, like couldn't we all just be a little more civil to each other? You realize that pretty much everybody on this island yeah. thinks that the forest is the place to die immediately, right? Also, yeah. like we met in prison. What do you want from me? I mean, I don't know. I, look. Look over there. I point towards the clearing. Yeah? What about that clearing? Look at it. Ask- Ask the dog if we have enough help now. Can we go fight the guy? Hey, uh, I cast speak of the animals. Uh, bow, 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 bow. Yeah, I, th- I, I think between the five of us, we got this. Uh, all right. He Be says, on your toes. What? Be on your toes. Oh, I thought. He I don't pe- have toes, I thought he so do it for me. Toes. And he pees on your toes. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. All right. He says it's fine. Let's go do this. Okay. Um, you enter the clearing. Um, the dog goes ahead and he says, pull it, slinks down off the dog. Okay. Are you, are you just getting off? Yeah. Okay. The dog goes ahead alone and he tells, um, God damn it. Adam's character. Brangelo. Brangelo. He here. tells Brangelo, wait here. The dog walks ahead of you and to all of your surprise, he just vanishes Oh, fuck. Oh, shit. He pops back into existence shortly after and says, get ready. I found it. Uh, Did you feed that thing some mushrooms? Um, I don't. Did you feed me some mushrooms? I don't. Um, Uh, Do any of you have a knowledge, any sort of knowledge skill in particular? I can detect magic. I got arcana. I have insight. Um, I don't really have history. You do have history? Yes. Okay, roll a knowledge history and Adam roll a knowledge arcana. So if I have proficiency in it, it's your bonus plus your proficiency. Okay, so right, uh, fourteen. Okay, um, you are pretty sure that this dog is what they call blink dogs. Oh come on! <laughs> Where it's a more than like it's a highly intelligent animal and it has the ability to just cast blink at will. Um, typically, um, they were used in hunting. Gotcha. Hunting a particular beast, but you don't quite remember what. Does it? Okay. And it still has like the blink limitations, like the, because blink can only move a person like thirty feet. Yeah, it can only move itself, mm-hmm. so it can't like do it on you. Okay. I got a eight. <laughs> 
you know it's a magic dog. Oh, that's dog. a magic dog. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> a ma- <laughs> yeah. Puppy. Guys, I, guys, there's a dog. <laughs> I I don't want to I don't want to alarm you anything, but this this dog it might be magic. I I believe it's called a blink dog. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's foolish. <laughs> I know more than you. I, that's preposterous. Who ever heard of such a thing? What's a blink dog? Um, well, it's just kind of like, sort of like Homer Simpsoning into some shrubbery <laughs> on the outside of this clearing. So, are you hiding? Yeah. Okay. Uh, you're hidden. Um, you see and hear bushes start to rustle. And out of the bushes, you see, but you kind of like have a hard time focusing on it, a very large cat, like a basically a panther. Oh, a blink cat? It has six legs, is very muscular and scary looking, and on its back are two tentacles, like very long tentacles with spikes on each end, just sort of like in an attack position like snakes. It's a BDSM cat. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. I'm going to show you the picture in a second, but first, roll initiative. Oh, God. <laughs> Do I roll initiative as? It's okay. just the number. Right? 18. Plus 11 plus dexterity. Right down your initiative. So, 17. What is it? It's 11 plus dexterity, right? It's your roll plus dexterity. Where did I feel that? You stole my other pencil. There's Sam, there's fucking 20. I know, but I know, but. <laughs> There's roll20.net pencils right there. Yeah. Are you trying to yeah. get a sponsorship? <laughs> yes. God damn it, Adam. <laughs> These are up and up brand pencils. See this. Whoa. Kitty. BDSM kitty. It is yeah. very leathery. Meow. Um, Fiona, can you give a vivid description of that image to our listeners? The displacer beast. Hold it up yeah, again. Of, of that, like, or of these wonderful up and up <laughs> brand mechanical pencils. Uh, this is a a jaguar with six. Um, it's got very muscular body Ripped. with like a forearms. very a long, um, a very long tail, a very long rat-like tail with uh, two like big whips. It almost like the Avatar, right? The the blue people from Avatar. The Navi. The Navi. They're freaky, um, like splicer. James Cameron stole it from the D and D source material, probably. Absolutely. Uh, it's got two big. They're not ears. It's got ears, but then directly, like, extending from its shoulder blades, are Navi mind linking pain whips. If, if I could add one word to your description, it would be underbite. Oh, incredible. <laughs> it's Worf. Can the dog be named Worf? Can it be named Wario? God damn it. <laughs> you name the dog Wario. A name never before uttered in this plane of existence. Finally, Wario got his IP. He got his own game. He's a magic dog. <laughs> Okay, Sam, it's your turn. Wait, wait, let's let people unwrap their candy first. God, it's the freshness. Let me eat my really crunchy dry crust. Okay, I 
quit this podcast. Adam, Adam, how does it feel to be the only not trash on this podcast <laughs> right now? <laughs> uh, it's a so it's, it's a lonely life. Good, good pod boy. Yeah, this is downright unprofessional, and I'm leaving. Fucking right. You're leaving your own apartment. <laughs> I'm leaving my own apartment. I'm gonna lock myself in the courtyard. I'm never coming back. It's really easy to do, guys. <laughs> If this um, makes the podcast, Justin really actually locked himself in my courtyard earlier. Before I did. This. The door closed very fast and locked behind me. And I don't live here, so I don't have a key. Yeah, I had to go let him out. It was this, the, this is the same day, right? Yeah. Okay. <sighs> what are this creature's weaknesses? Um, well, you're looking at it now. It's a perception check. Wait, do you have a spell that lets you like look at its weaknesses or something? Because I thought some... Some rangers do, but you might not be that, uh, no, that ranger. Not yet, at least. Okay. Um, upon closer inspection of the displacer beast, you notice that you kind of have a hard time seeing it as if it's like projecting a duplicate of itself, just like a few feet over. You're not sure which one is like the it. So there are two of them? Nope, there's only one. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Well, I'm going to shoot an arrow at it. Okay. Go ahead and roll. And on the roll, since you're not really sure that you can see the target correctly, you get disadvantage on the roll. So you roll a d20 twice, and you pick the lower of the two. I can't anything for dark vision, do I? No. It's light out. The worst of the two? Yeah. <laughs> uh. What? It's a two. It's a two. <laughs> you shoot an arrow, um, and it goes right at what you think is the displacer beast, but it just seems to pass right through it. Oh. You, you act like that went better than you thought it would. <laughs> well, I mean, I was that's kind of what I was hoping for. So you still get your movement Proof and... Proof that it doesn't exist. You get your movement and a bonus action if you have anything to do. I think I'm just going to stay here for now. Okay. Um, that would make it Adam's turn, or Barangelo. I am going to cast Flaming Spear, and I'm going to aim for the tentacles. Okay, do you have to make an attack roll for that, then? They, the, the cat has to make a dex save. Alright, it fails. So it takes full damage of whatever that spell does. Thank you. It takes five fire damage. Damn. I move that Flaming Spear... On the tentacles, blah, blah, blah. and the way the flaming sphere works is it kind of like I produce it, and then once it is like cast in its location, I can sort of like telekinesis it around a little bit according okay. to the spell effect. So I make that, and then I vigorously wave my wand around, and I kind of just wang jangle it. <laughs> <laughs> No. It's a very good wang jangle, and as you do, the spear connects with the displacer beast. It kind of hisses in pain, and the effect that it was giving up before, where you couldn't really see it very well, goes away, and you can now very clearly see that that creature. So, and here's where I deliver my classic catchphrase: uh, "Cook him up, Jones." <laughs> Jones isn't here to hear. Who's Jones? It, it's just cool. Shut up. <laughs> Back. Tens of thousands of miles away, a man in a shack outside labeled Jones's Barbecue <laughs> catches wind 
a, a cold wind and just kind of shudders a little bit and wonders, oh, I, uh, I probably, I should probably not keep running this shop anymore. <laughs> Things aren't going very well for me. And then it, and then the camera, the scene shifts back to the battle. I cooked him up. <laughs> um, and then that would make it Anton's turn. Great. Um, I'm going to cast he- Anton. Cast Hex. Okay. Um, so I place a curse on a creature that I can see within range. Until the spell ends, I deal an extra 1d6 necrotic damage to the target whenever I hit it with an attack. I also choose one ability when you cast the spell, um, and the target has disadvantage on that ability check on ability checks made with the chosen ability. Does that include just normal attacks too, or just abilities? I think it's just abilities. Okay. What are my options? So you cast hex on it, and it'll take extra damage if any damage is done to it, or if you attack it. If I hit it with an attack. Okay, can you do that as a bonus action, or is that your full action? It is one bonus action. Okay, so you still get a full attack yes. of whatever you want to do. Yes, so I cast Hex, and then I cast Eldritch Blast. Okay. And that's, uh, do I make a save for that, or is that an attack roll? That is a roll for AC. Uh, <laughs> four. It's a four. four. Well, it's a four plus your... Spell mo- ability modifier. It's an eight. <laughs> it doesn't hit. Damn it. Plus your proficiency, actually, so it's a ten. It's a ten. Closer, but no. Okay. That makes it, so it's hexed. Oh, that makes it the beast's turn. Well, and it's got disadvantage on... Yeah, you didn't pick abilities. an ability. What, are these all of my abilities? Yeah. But you want to, so if she did dex, would that make its attacks not as strong? Oh, it's got disadvantage on... Any ability that she picks. Yeah. Oh, ability score, like strength or... Yeah, like what yeah. they would add to it. Or like if they have to make a dexterity saving throw. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't think that'll affect its attacks, but it'll affect saving throws, definitely. Okay, so then definitely dexterity. Okay. All right. It's going to move I tr- up. I try. <laughs> and from here... Is this Sam? That's yeah. Sam. Okay. Marcus. Here, yeah, it's going to try to hit Marcus with its gross tentacles, and it can do so from 10 feet away. It's now charred gross tentacles. Yeah. Make it. So it's going to hit you twice, or try to hit you twice. Misses the first one. And does a 14 hit you? 14. Does, does that beat no. your armor class? No. Oh, no. Okay, so the beast comes up and tries to sweat, like swat at you twice with its spiky tentacle arms and misses you do some cool fucking ranger stuff and dodge out of the way artfully haha and that's its turn um now the dog's gonna go got a lower initiative than the fucking blank dog (laughs) i mean you're not in the battle so um not yet the dog blinks behind the beast and is going to try to attack him and it will hit Seven damage. Good, good boy. Good job, Blinky. Or Wario. <laughs> it bites him right in the butt, and the cat <laughs> is startled. Since it just kind of like teleported and flanked him. So. Um, All right, top of the round. Um, it is a new round. The cat. I thought I got oh, to go. Sorry. Emily, your turn. Thank you. Um, Paulette. I'm going to shoot it with an arrow. Okay. 
Um, where are you I'm standing? I'm hiding in the outside of the clearing. So you'll get a penalty since you don't really have line of sight of it. Uh, Sam's in the way. Do I, is that canceled out because I'm supposed to have advantage because I'm hiding? Um, I guess so. Yeah, you don't have advantage because you would get disadvantage for shooting into people. Okay. So I just have a normal roll. Yep. And then I add my dexterity. Yep. And your proficiency to hit. Um, there's a 15. That will hit. So then you roll damage, and for a bow, you get to add your dexterity. Oh, for no. extra damage. That's a nine. Nine damage. Damn. An arrow sticks right into it, and it howls in pain. As the arrow connects, it sort of gets its ground back, gets on its haunches, and then suddenly becomes blurry again. And it's the top of the round. <laughs> Sam. Um, can I also, sorry, can I like move as well as part of my action yeah. and like kind of shuffle along the bushes? Yep, you can move up to your speed. Okay, it's, my speed is 25. So, how far you, do you think that would be? I was like right here. So it'd be 5, 10. Each square is 5 feet. Okay. And then if you move like 5, 10. It's like here. 20, that would be diagonal to your pad. So you can move there. Okay. I move there. I'm still hiding. Okay. I'm going to shoot. Okay. When I'm doing... Um, when I'm doing a roll for uh, hitting, is it just... It's a number plus my dexterity? Plus your oh, um, okay, so I'm sorry. The, you don't get disadvantage because it doesn't get its displacement ability back until its next turn. So you you don't have disadvantage. Okay, and it's not blurry. Right. Yeah. So it's, what really matters. Yes. it's your roll plus your dex modifier plus your proficiency. Yep. To hit you to hit with attacks, you always add your proficiency plus your ability modifier for the weapon. Um, but you never add your proficiency to attack damage. Okay. Gotcha. Except I just got two. Why did I get two? You didn't add your proficiency. You added your dexterity modifier. Oh, that's right. Sorry. I got sixteen. You hit. <laughs> and he turns into a foghorn. <laughs> um, that's eight. Okay, eight. Six damn. plus two for. Uh, plus two is your dexterity. No, plus two is. Oh, I'm sorry. Eight. Six plus my dexterity is ten. Plus two for being a gloom stalker. Okay, so twelve damage. Yes. Nice. I thought you said gluten stalker. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I'm gonna turn this party into a gluten-free party. Yeah. Give me that bread. We're all just going to have real bad farts from now on. <laughs> okay, you you thwack an arrow into the side of the beast. It was facing the dog, but now it's facing you. And it's just, it's pissed. It looks it looks like it's ready to fight, though. It's not down and out quite yet. Um, and that makes it Barangelo's turn. You know I'm going for that flaming sphere a second time. Okay. Hit it up with that. Cook them up. I brandish my wand and I wave it and I say, "Hip 'em, bop 'em." <laughs> and oh, no. you're banned <laughs> from your apartment. Um, I didn't need to roll because they're just rolling saves, but I did anyway. Oh yeah, to beat a fourteen. Yep. Um, but it has disadvantage because of Fiona or Anton's hex, I believe. Hex on dexterity saving yes. throws. All right, that saved it from not getting hit, so it gets hit. 
Alright. And it takes 10 fire damage. Woof. And I brandish my wand really hard, and I'm flailing it around, and the spear is going every which way. And it's maybe singeing some leaves and trees a little bit. I'm real wild with this one. You do some nice stunts with your magic flying arrow, and as you say your catchphrases and all your hoopla, it pierces the displacer beast, scorching and instantly cauterizing the piercing wound, but nonetheless doing damage. And that would make it uh, Anton's turn. Also, my wand is made of you. With your you wand, you do all sorts of cool tricks. Um, everyone make a perception check to see if they notice Adam doing anything cool. It's a three. I got a one. <laughs> no one cares. <laughs> no. <laughs> all right. Um, Anton's going to try. We're going to try that again. Okay. Eldritch Blast. Um, so it takes six, um, regular damage, like impact damage, and then it also takes, um, another one necrotic damage. Okay. You blast it with your warlocky magic. A horrifying beam of gloom washes over it and sort of sets it back a bit, and it takes seven damage. It's looking... It's looking like it wished it hadn't done this, but it's still fighting. And that makes it its turn. It's going to move closer to Adam, or rather Brangelo, and strike it with its tentacle tentacles. Careful, Brangelo. Uh, with a 21 to hit? Uh, I think that'll hit. Yeah, my armor class is 14. Nine damage on the first attack. Ow! A 17 to hit for the second attack? Yeah. Seven damage. So Ow. 30. Again, not to break up the pace, I still don't know how many hit points I'm supposed to have. Whoa. <laughs> um, I haven't gotten attacked yet. I have So I gave everybody full hit die for their characters, so level three rogue. Your hit die is eight, so you have 24, but then what's your constitution modifier? Um, two. Where is that? Oh, sorry. Yeah, plus two. Okay, so you get, you have thirty life. Okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sorry, guys. Um, and Adam, you took, I think, a lot of damage, like I sixteen. Just, I just took, yeah, sixteen damage. So I'm down to seventeen health. Okay. Seventeen. Yep. I only had thirty-three hit points to start. And it's also back to being blurry since it's its turn. Um. So after its turn, it makes it the dog. The dog is going to. Because it can't be bothered to move, it's just going to blink in and out five feet behind it and try to bite him again. Taking disadvantage, though, it misses. Um, and then it is Paulette's turn. Hmm. 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 Odyssey, cup of life noodles. I'm going to try to hit it with an arrow again. Okay. Do I? Is it the same deal where I? No, because I would have. Am I still not in line of sight, even though I moved? Um. You are. But I mean, freaking Marcus is in my way. Yeah, but it's in Marcus's leg. You just shoot him in the leg. Like I wouldn't do it. 
You know, I'm not entirely clear on the line of sight rules for this. Um, I mean, I our audience say, has no idea, so. No, you're good. Okay. Yeah. So. Uh, you do take disadvantage, though, because it's blurry. I'm still hidden, though, so does that cancel out again? God, that's weird. I'm going to have to look that up. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Perfect. All right. I'm sorry, what do I add to this again? Your dexterity modifier, five, and then also your proficiency. 23. You hit. Okay. And then it's a d6 plus my dexterity? Yes. That is a uh, 11. It's got another arrow sticking out of it. It's bleeding. It looks kind of sad. It's um, still blurry? Nope. It took damage, so it is no longer blurry. Um, and that makes it. You're welcome, Marcus. I'm going to shoot it again. Uh, hey, wait a minute. How do I count? 14. That hits. Um, 13 damage. Is it... So you rolled a 7 plus your 4 from dexterity, 13 plus 2. Okay, so 15. God damn. It's looking real, real weak right now, guys. Um, that is Barangelo's turn. Um, I'm going to attempt to transform into a baboon and scamper <laughs> into a nearby tree. Uh, you do that. That is your action and your move. So you're now a baboon in a tree. Which? Where did you move? Move your guy. Okay. <laughs> That's it. All right. <laughs> Full of lizards, Barangelo turns into a baboon and scampers up a tree. I'm hurt and I don't want to die. Okay. That last blow took a lot out of me. Um, as you are leaving, okay, so. Gets an attack of opportunity. Yeah, I'm going to be nice to you and tell you that if you move out of the space of an enemy that's in range of you, it gets an attack of opportunity where it can attack you for free. All right. You can disengage, which means that's your action. So you wouldn't be able to turn into a baboon, but you would be able to leave without getting hit. I really want to be a baboon. Okay. You're going to get hit. You might not get hit. It's a roll. We'll see, we'll see how it goes. defeats the purpose of being a baboon, Adam. I just want this. Let him chase his blith, Sam. To happen. What I don't know is if it gets a full attack or just one. I think it only gets one attack on an attack of opportunity. It's gonna hit with a 21. Oh no. <laughs> For six damage. All right, I can, I can take it. It was worth it just to be a baboon. Bless him. Okay, and then it is. I, I smack my little baboon <laughs> bottom in you're, the tree. How a baboon do. You are a battered and bruised baboon up in the tree canopy. Um, and that makes it Anton's turn. Thanks for the help. I smack my buffoon back. <laughs> All right. I cast um, Toll the Dead. Okay. So Metal. You have to make a wisdom saving throw. Oh, it can't do those very well. <laughs> oh, pretty good though. Um, 15. Against my wisdom? Against your saving throw thing, so it would be the wisdom plus eight plus proficiency. Uh, my wisdom is 17. So three plus eight oh. plus two. 
13? Yeah. Okay. It succeeds. Okay. So then it still takes um, 1d8 necrotic damage. And does it have... Yes. And then it also takes additional damage from the hex. Okay. So it takes 4 necrotic damage and then... It was a D6. Yeah, that sounds about right. Six. Damn. So ten. Okay. It is looking so fucked up right now. It's still not dead. Unbelievably, unbelievably sad and so dead, almost so dead. Um, that makes it its turn. As a last result, out of just sheer, sheer anger, it's going to ignore Sam turn on the dog puppy no <laughs> and do a full attack um christ floor roll i got to do uh that was, was it a crit good. it was a 20 yeah <laughs> oh it crit but did not confirm for 8 damage to the dog the dog yelps out in pain but is he's such a strong pup <laughs> He can take it. And it's now the dog's turn. The beast is back to being blurry. Despite despite the pain and the hardships it's endured, the dog holds back its tears and rears up an attack. A final final move against this awful, horrendous, lawful evil beast. And he misses. Oh, Wario. Um, but for its own safety, it blinks out of range of it. Okay, and that makes can't, it. can't blink into my same tree. <laughs> <laughs> it misses Adam and the lizard, and the lizards. It wants to be with his bud Barangelo, and he blinks up into the tree with the baboon, Barangelo. Hey, buddy, you're home now. <laughs> I'm speaking baboon though, so he doesn't understand. <laughs> He's smart enough to know what's going on. But now it is Paulette's turn. Uh, I'm gonna shoot it with another short bow, and I'm extra pissed because it bit my fucking dog. And is it okay? I'm losing this, so I have disadvantage because it's blurry, but advantage because I'm hiding. What's your hide check? Roll a hide check. For my me. stealth. It's yeah. plus nine. Or just roll a twenty for me. Um, sixteen. Okay, it still doesn't know where you are, so you do get advantage. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Um, well, it doesn't hit. It's a nine. It doesn't hit. Uh, that would. That, I almost stepped out to yell at it about biting my dog. I'm glad I didn't do that. Sorry, guys. Bye. Your arrow passes through just a visage of a bloody monster cat. And then it's Marcus's turn. Oh, my God. Please die, cat. Ooh, 18. Roll again for disadvantage. Blurry. 18. Nice. Got him. Uh, yeah. Um... It dies. <laughs> Yay! Yay! You do whatever you did. I shoot a pretty poorly aimed bow. Or sorry, <laughs> no, well aimed, but just weakly. Plus your dex. Yeah, I know, but it's still... It had one HP. Eight. Oh. So, among all the arrows already sticking out of it, you thread another into its body. This is the one that this, it just falls over, falls over dead. Its glowing eyes, which glowed in life, still glow in death, and it just looks really creepy. 
I my god. I skip out and start collecting my arrows. Um, I transform back into a human form, but I stay in the tree petting our buddy, the blink dog. As you step into a clearing, now that the commotion is over, you hear sort of a groaning coming out from the bushes on the exterior of the clearing. Who's that? Help me. Are you like a big, strong orc woman? Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's me. That's what I'm known for. Miss Rowe? Yes. Please help me. Guys, go help her. I'm like, I weigh like 20 pounds. I can't pick her up. I walk over to help her. You see a very bloody and worse for the wear half-orc woman laying down. Her legs look broken as if she was attacked and fell out of a tree. And near her is sort of like a little a little tiny chest. Um, she says, I don't know that it's... I don't know that you can save me, but I want you to take this and I want you to tell randy what happened is the chest locked no oh, okay i opened it and looked inside is randy the husband yeah R- randy is my husband <laughs> don't don't give up hope ma'am don't it's okay it's all right i jumped down from the tree and i'm like hey guys what's going on what's in the box <laughs> inside the box you find Two health potions. Oh, wow. Those look like some health potions. Where'd you get those? Three poison arrows. Ah. Ooh. Five bottles of booze. I'd take all of the bottles um, of booze. I am holding the box. Thank you very much. I lunge for the bottles of booze. Find some very nice boots. What size? Everyone's size. Okay. I throw a health potion to Anton that I presume... Wait, 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 wait. wait. Hold on. I have a cure spell that I could possibly use so we can save up. Our health potions if we really want to. Okay. I'm, ma- I'm making for straight for the booze. I I throw some booze to Brangelo to keep him off the rest of my treasures. I attempt to catch the booze that she's thrown. Okay. Um, you catch them. And right. then you also find a note. With the booze? In the chest with all the other stuff, yeah. Oh. What's it? Uh, I pocket the poison arrows. I start drinking. And I look. I put on the boots. What's the note say? The note says, "I hope you enjoy this haul. There's more where this came from. Golbert doesn't have any idea. Not signed." Hey, uh, 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 did cast I, speak animal. Did hey. I? Did I just read this? Did I read it aloud? I don't know. Did you? What is the? What does the note say? I just hand it to Anton. I don't care. Okay. To be honest, I just want the loot. <laughs> uh. Is this handwriting the same? Should I do a? It's different, different handwriting. Okay. Um. Hey, here. Let let me let me see that. Let me see that note. Is the wife still dead? No, or she's she... just kind of like withering and. I was going to give her a health potion, but then you were all like, "I have a spell." So. Are you uh, gonna do anything? Can I cast a healing spell on the lady? Sure. Okay. Um, I want to cast Speak with Animals, and I want to have my pal the Blink Dog sniff this note to see if he can smell any scent on it. Nope, no idea. Sorry, bub. Oh, what? Are you sure? Here, try again. I stick it right in his little nose. The whole thing stinks of uh, that that bad man, that bad goblin. Oh, what what was his name? Uh, Golbert. 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 Man, sounds like a real tool boxes out in the forest 
I, I empty the chest out now that I've stolen everything out of it, and I pour one of the health potions into it, and I give it to the dog. The dog slurps it up and is instantly cured of all ailments. It's Paulette's weakness. Hey, can I... You're down one health potion. Worth it. I think we should find a place to stay for the night, maybe. Unless you want to give unless you want to give me that other health potion, but we could probably save that if we just maybe rest up for the night. But boy, am I worse for the wear. Wow, that really took a lot out of me. I feel like maybe uh, ask me how I'm feeling. I cast a ask, twenty. Ask me how I'm feeling. Oh, hold on, I hold cast, on, Adam, let me check. I cast a twenty. Oh, I got a one. <laughs> <laughs> I cast tw- the cure wounds that heals twenty three HP on the. Um, Dying lady. <laughs> Is it only on one 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 creature? One creature. Okay, yeah. Okay. Uh, she heals up and she says, "Wow, thank you. I feel so much better, rejuvenated Great. even." Now you can go talk to Randy. I offer Brangelo. I, I pick up the chest I'm that totally has like. Out of character now. I pick up the chest that has like some like droppings of like dog drool and health potion, and I hold it to him and I go, "Here you go." Um, I like empty the chest over my head in the hopes that there's like something in there. You get dog spit in your eye. <laughs> oh it no! Is, it smells like lizards. <laughs> Man, I'm I'm feeling like an eleven out of thirty-three right now. <laughs> Boy, <laughs> this isn't so good. The row is just going on and on about how good she feels now and how she was like she got hurt by that displacer beast, but now. She got healed from being hurt from it and feels so much better than she used to. I open my bottle and begin drinking heavily. Roll a constitution check. <laughs> Ten. Ten plus. Uh, what, three? Thirteen. You get very dizzy as you just slowly inebriate yourself. Brangelo, you're looking not so good. Blood is a little thin right now, so... I need help. Well, just... Turn yourself into a snake and hang out in my pocket. Done. <laughs> I turn myself into a snake. I do my very best in very my drunk snake. Very specific directions. Tiny drunk snake. <laughs> don't, don't, don't worry. I slither clumsily into Anton's pocket. Um, I, I approach the orc woman and I say, do you, do you think you can walk back into town? I should be all right. I don't need to turn myself into a snake or turn my turn myself to the ways of the booze okay um i mount the dog again and just let it start leading me out outside of town okay she says you may as well keep that that cash that cachet of goods what i didn't take anything she's, she's indifferent to whether or not anyone thinks that you took it so um we were mounting up an attack against goldberg but perhaps you could be of aid Absolutely. And, and you head back towards town as dusk settles. <laughs> as dusk settles on your first night on Prosperity Island, you've made both friend and foe as you head back towards... What foe haven't we killed, just out of curiosity? Word has already spread of some possible resistance in that some of the new shipment... Goldbird, 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 Shit. Next time we're gonna burn this town to the ground. Dungeon story. Paulette runs for mayor. (laughs) (laughs) Unless that harpoon guy gets there first. (laughs) 